0: Matt, you had uh, quite the journey home from QCon. <laughs> I uh, enjoyed hearing the podcast with you and Cote last week, but uh, we got a text uh, or rather a Slack message kind of midway back that something to the effect of couldn't make it on the plane, spending the night in uh, the hotel. So give us uh, the play by play. What, what happened and where exactly were you quote unquote stranded on your return? home?
1: <laughs> well, I'll just save, I'll, I'll save the listeners the, the gory details. Uh, let's just say I had food poisoning and I got it uh, the afternoon. I was leaving uh, KubeCon. Um, I'm not going to disparage their food services, but it was their food services. Um, <laughs> Cause I didn't need anything else. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not throwing my, my dark grocery store under the, under the wagon or under the bus. Uh, you yeah, know, I ate the same thing every day, three days in a row there. So that was that was fine, um, but um, you know, I left the conference about three o'clock, 3:30, 3. and uh, headed to, to my hotel. It's was feeling a little un- unsettled, and I, I was like, well, you know, I'll just power through. called the Uber, and it was over. Um, <laughs> I was lucky I was lucky to make it in the Uber. Uh, that Uber driver, he, he, uh, he did not give me the one-star review. I did not do anything in his car. Well, uh-huh. I gave him a big tip that worked out well um and then i checked into my flight and uh had a hard time getting from the counter to security or to like you know getting through there i had to make a stop right. and then i went up because uh, i was uh <clears throat> i i just i wasn't having it so i i went into security security line and um i just couldn't make it so uh, you couldn't make it through sir, the security line. Even I could not make it through the security.
0: Okay. Line. So, okay. So you're, you, this is, I'm curious. Okay. So you're basically like, I got to bail out before I even get through security. Okay.
1: Absolutely. All right. It was then, not like, I can't get on this plane. This is, I can't wait in this stupid line. That's going to take, uh, okay. You know, I was going to say you didn't get to the minutes.
0: point. I thought maybe you were in like the boarding area and you're like, I can't do it. Uh, I can't get on. You're like, okay. I can't even get to the boarding area. All right.
1: I, I, yeah. I could not be screened, okay. at, which of course, you know, at, Everybody looks at you really sideways if you're the guy who's like, I can't be screened. I got to get out of here. And you wander off. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, I wandered off, uh, tried to regain my energy, never did. I went to talk to the, the very nice gentleman from Etihad. Uh, you know, it's like, I can't make this flight. You got, you know, take... So he walked me down to the luggage. Um the student's getting a christmas card for me cuz uh-huh. like I just kind of sprawled out in the chairs he found my bag and right. came down the carousel he walked me to the Sheraton uh the airport Sheraton and uh-huh. uh, um made sure I made it to my room so really uh, at the hot wow. five stars you know six stars you know top top customer service um I didn't get his name tag uh, I tried to. I even tried to tip him, and he was like, "No, sir. No, we. we, we that. <laughs> no, that was him not wanting to have anything that you have touched
0: near him.
1: That was. He <laughs> no, was he, that was he a self
0: defense uh, oh, move right there. Was um, he like, "I'll carry your bags. Don't touch them"? Was he like, "Stay over there"? Yeah, I, that's how I have oh, yeah. been.
1: No, no, he was like, he was like, you know, you know, you take care. You know, you just walk. I'll, I'll you know, he he carried my bag. He rolled my bag. He. The dude was. Five Again, stars, like you
0: said, five stars. Six,
1: six stars. You know, right. And then, so what did
0: you do? So you got to the, um, ho- like, did you already cancel your flight at this point? Like, what, what oh, did yeah, you do? Yeah, yeah. So,
1: I, I canceled my flight. And, so let's pause uh, there
0: for a second. Can you go up and be like, I am deathly ill. I can't get on this plane. Will you rebook I, me on a flight? Will they, or is that like incur a lot of fees? Or were they like, I don't think you're it, really it, sick. Was there like some kind of medical test by the uh, um, agent?
1: Um, I paid the <clears throat> missed flight fee. Okay. Okay. Uh, So, you know, depending on your ticket, you're going to pay something for that. But Mm -hmm. um, the next day they rebooked me, uh, no additional charges other than, you know, the missed fee, uh, the missed flight. Um, But and of course, you know, paying for the hotel. But um, yeah, and then, of course, the uh, I, I, you know, given given my brothers, I would have spent two nights at the hotel, (laughs) but uh, I checked out at noon for a 10.30 p.m. flight uh-huh. and just kind of sprawled out in chairs. Uh, so you almost got like a whole other head.
0: day just of uh-huh. like in, you know. OK, interesting. And then, uh, how long and, was the return flight that you were on? Like, what was the total?
1: Oh, oh, uh, the story is, is is too epic. Um, uh-huh. First of all, it took me like I checked out at noon for a 10.30 p.m. flight. I, uh-huh. And at the had the counter didn't open till 6.00.
0: Okay. So oh. I literally
1: spent like six hours outside the gate or outside oh. the, the check in, just kind of sprawled out in chairs, you know, looking for places to, you know, recuperate. Uh-huh. Um, and, and of course, you know, I had to buy uh, additional clothes because, you know, I, I had packed very efficiently. I had no spare clothes. Right. So I, I, I got to shop at Kote's uh, favorite HEMA, which nice. I guess is like the Netherlands Kmart or something. So I got myself some sweatpants. And uh, some 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 fresh clothes for the flight, you know, so I'd look snazzy uh, for all my uh, co-travelers. Anyway, finally get through. I get to spend a little time in the lounge, and uh, get on that flight. I don't remember that flight. Uh, <laughs> but but then Amst- then Abu Dhabi. My but that's letter,
0: like se- I mean seven hours. I mean it's long, right? When you say you don't remember, it's a pretty long flight, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I I don't remember.
0: Okay. So you just like I'm going to say it's like 6 7 hours. You just man you just do not remember. Get to uh, Where is it now Abu Dhabi? Is that it's Abu you're Dhabi. Switching? Okay. Uh
1: but but because of the cancellation, my mm-hmm. connection was not available when I rebooked. Right. Uh, so I now had a 16 and a half hour layover. Um so pro tip, um airport hotels are usually pretty reasonable, not, not the Sheraton, but like once you're through the, through the gate and, you know, uh, so they had a pay as you go hotel. So I, I did, I did, uh, 10 hours there. Uh Um, so 10 hours at there and then like four hours in the lounge. Uh, so it, it, it worked out. Okay. And then you got Um, the second flight home, which was another 13 hours. And
0: how was that? Was that like the same kind of blacked out? You are just like, not sure you're going to make it or was that like a reasonably
1: healthy flight? um i again uh not 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 great air travel but uh uh if you can't remember it i guess it was good it, it worked out oh, oh, oh wait wait i do remember something i've never had this before in all my traveling a guy with night terrors <laughs> oh
0: my gosh so you're sick the uh, you're on there with uh, a mean, person with uh, night terrors this yeah, sounds there, like this sounds like a, mo- a bad in movie. the back
1: uh-huh. Oh, oh, absolutely. There's some guy about four rows behind me. He starts like moaning and yelling during the flight. And like the whole plane is just kind of up and turning around and looking at him. And 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 the guy has been sleeping with a blanket over his head. <laughs> so there's this dude yelling. Oh, oh, <laughs> with the blanket over his head. Like he's some kind of like airport go airplane ghost. It was oh, it was the best. Um worst. But uh Anyway, all told, uh, 60 hours from leaving KubeCon to making it home.
0: Wow, 60 hours, a couple missed flights, an illness, and night terrors. I, well, I don't know. I mean, if anyone has a better or longer trip to or from KubeCon, please email us or find us in the Slack. I'd like to hear it. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think there's
1: a I, hashtag for that. Yeah.
0: I was going to say, I hope it was worth it, Matt. I hope, I hope you know, KubeCon, and I hope I should say this I hope the people you met in the booth really appreciate the sacrifice, uh, that you made to, to get there and back. Cause that sounds I get, you know, I've, I've, uh, recently just nothing like that. I was just felt a little under the weather, uh, for a few days and I'm at home, I'm talking, I'm just, I'm working from home at home. So it's like, and I was somewhat miserable. So I don't know, international flights, uh, and feeling bad is, is maybe one of the worst possible things you can encounter. So I'm glad absolutely. you, uh, powered through. And, and I know, uh, like, you know how sick you are when you're just like, I'm not even getting it through the security line. Now that's going to be like a new measurement. Like I'm going to start using that in the family. Like, are you security line sick or are you, it's like, are you hurt or are you injured? I'm going to be like, are you sick? Are you getting out of the security line sick? Like, that's what I need to know oh, where we're at, Cause, right? Cause, cause there's I, a difference. I, like when you're declaring yeah. that you're like, when someone says I'm security line sick, you you walk them to a hotel. That's what I would have done as well. So because I've uh, I've
1: I've taken sick kids through the security line and made it right. Yeah, I'm like you you keep your mouth shut and you make it through. That's this right. Line, you take you know?
0: this Tylenol and let's just pu- let's just push through. Right? You're not you know you're you're not injured. You're just hurt. You can play hurt here. I like that. Right? <laughs> I, I like that.
1: Uh, well, mentality. I, it's always like you know. Hey, once once we're once we're on the plane, you know, there's no turning back. You know, <laughs> that's right. Once we're on the plane, you know you can keep it together. I've I've had, yeah, I've had sick kids on planes. Yeah. You know, uh, sorry, 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 fellow travelers, but yeah, <laughs> we had to make it back.
0: That's right, we had to sacrifice. So, all right, well, listen, I'm glad you made it back. Uh, sounds like CubeCon, uh was fun. I enjoyed listening to the episode last week. So, hopefully, everyone will uh, you'll be ready and recoup for. Chicago I believe sometime in November so you have plenty of that now until then um one of the things that we can talk about is a little bit about the cloud I don't know if there's I don't know if it's the right metaphor to say sick but earnings have definitely been a little bit lower so (laughs) I thought we'd start this week and let's recap uh because all the quote-unquote cloud giants reported so here's here was the news so AWS has an 85 billion dollar run rate Uh, growing just, quote-unquote, just 16% year-over-year. So that was a little bit of a surprise, and I think we'll talk more about that in a second. Azure uh, seems to be the one that we would say, you know, doing better, if you will. $60 billion run rate, growing 31% year-over-year. Comparison, they grew 38% last year. So they're still down, but still pretty healthy, and it seemed like people were generally, if you will, Quote unquote happy with the Microsoft earnings. And then the big news here from the most positive thing was Google Cloud uh, has a $30 billion run rate, grow 28% year over year uh, as compared to 32%. But their big news was they turned profitable for the That's first great. time. So I mean, maybe we should start there. Like that, um, you know, profitability in, inside of all this, it's like, I don't want to overstate it because there's lots of things that have to do with finance. And like, you know, it doesn't necessarily, it isn't like maybe this big milestone as it's made out to be, but it's still important. Right. So I think if we're back to like, we kind of kid Google, I feel like the industry kids, Google, like, are they going to you know quote unquote end of life Google cloud? Well, and he, he, uh, here, here's, here's the real uh-huh.
1: question though. They reported, what was it? $186 million profit.
0: Uh, I think something in that neighborhood.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, but, is that before or after they gave the three hundred forty million dollar bonus to the CEO? Because that'll put them back in the red.
0: <laughs> well, luckily that's okay because that comes out of the the big Google advertising budget. So okay. I don't think okay. I don't think they're going to. Uh, uh, yeah, so, so one hundred ninety one million is uh, were they made on uh, revenues of seven point four five billion for the quarter. But I think that, I mean the milestone, if nothing else, is important because I think we've I know we've been talking for years about this. It's like, well, if you're the CFO and you know you sort of look at Google advertising and they just make I don't know infinite money let's just call that and then you have youtube that's doing real well and then now you always had all this investment in google cloud well at least now when they have the meeting it's like google cloud's like well i'm making money right i'm I'm doing i'm doing my job so i think that that is a good thing i don't know i don't know i didn't necessarily doubt that was ever going to happen but i'm sure that's like a huge milestone internally and it probably just shows with you know and maybe we'll talk about some of the other things that google's going on this in this episode but more importantly it just kind of shows that like Hey, while Google is, quote unquote, you know, under attack from other areas, it's probably pretty impressive and important to them that GCP grows, right? Because kind of like how Amazon has AWS, I'm sure the people at Google would like to have a really healthy GCP business as well. So I don't know, mission accomplished, I guess, Thomas Kurian, he's got to be like, you know, I'm sure (coughs) he's talking about getting paid. I'm sure there was some kind of incentive bonus for him to like get this thing profitable and we'll give you tons of money. So he's probably the one that got uh, all the money there. Uh, for the CEO. Yeah, it's like
1: can, can can we get these numbers? I, I got to juice the stock because because I'm sure we were approaching that like two year window of just shut it all down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. As, I think at this point, like I,
0: I mean, it's a pretty big business at this point. I, 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 I mean, don't revenue know. wise, um, but we'll see. I mean, you know, we say that, and it's like. Uh, anything that's what
1: they said about google reader (laughs) that's right it was
0: it was this in google reader you know decades will go by we're going to still be talking about that no one's going to know what it is but still still (laughs) it's still it's still upsetting to all of us now now the ones that i think uh aws was though is kind of the big uh news here and i think the the thing that came out of it i guess the thing that really if you will uh got people talking was that not only did AWS necessarily not have the strongest growth, but they already came out and they said for the first month of the current quarter, they basically said growth had was down to like 14%. And so that really, if you will, is kind of, if you will stun the mark i don't know stuns maybe too over overstating it, but really kind of surprised analysts that you know they everyone is i think is hoping that you know growth rates return to what they were before, and clearly amazon's indicating that it hasn't isn't going to do that and so now what you're seeing there is the cascading effect right so you know amazon a w s isn't growing as fast, so that number goes down, so you immediately see um you know a w s announced layoffs so we all kind of know you know hopefully some of the recent episodes have been you know, informing if not entertaining about if you're not hitting your budget on the revenue side, the company, even though the company's making tons of money, is going to adjust its cost side, which generally means layoffs. So unfortunately, you know, AWS looks like they're going through some specific um, layoffs, which is you know unfortunate for anyone, everyone affected. Now, the part I thought was interesting, and I thought the part that maybe Matt, you'd have some unique insight here, was there was a couple kind of thought pieces that came out around. You know, just because AWS revenue is down doesn't necessarily, you know, mean that the cloud adoption is slowing. And in fact, it probably means that people are getting much better at optimizing their workloads. So I think this is sort of like an interesting way to think of it as Amazon is now so large that when at least AWS is so large that when the, if you will, industries take a step back, it means they're all going to look at, if you will, utilizing their resources a little bit better and maybe slowing things down. And that, of course, is then going to trickle back to AWS. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not doing new projects. It just means they're getting a lot smarter about what they're spending their money on. So I think of that as like using, you know, compute, storage, and network. Now, since you are the man that is kind of, you know, neck deep in this world, like, do you think that's actually true? Or is that what I just told, just a fake story? Are people actually optimizing and actually saving money? Do you think that's a reasonable assumption to make here?
1: i I don't believe that optimization is the is the cause for for this you know decrease um I think that it is um a minor detail uh i what we tend to see with with optimization is people save money and then end up kind of spending more money um you know right. they they're really just getting more out of the dollar they spend instead of cutting the dollars they spend and so um I I think you know the the Silicon Alley uh Silicon Angle article um you know they were, they kind of hit on this that you know yes people talk about cost optimization but it's the macroeconomic you know that that is more affecting you know the reduction in growth uh it, it's not like oh we've cut so much money that you know Amazon is starting to notice it's like Amazon's happy to help you with optimization because it means you're getting more out of your dollar, and you're probably happier with the money you spend with them. Um, not not just Amazon, all the cloud players. I mean, you know, uh, they're you know, short term they're like, oh, you know, you spent a dollar less this week, but um, long term they know that a happy customer is is uh, going to stick around more than you know somebody who feels like oh, you know, the cloud is ripping us off. Uh, we're going to go full DHH and, and you know, repatriate back to the, the data center. Um, I don't, yeah, I I I don't think that's the story.
0: Yeah, so I think maybe the way to think of it, though, I think, and tell me what you think of this, is like you can kind of pair two things together. It's like, it's not like so much that Amazon's declining. They're still growing at 14%. Yes. But to your point, it's a combination of people being smarter at what they're doing. So there's maybe a little bit of optimization. And then two, people our companies rather just doing less to your point. They're just not going to do as much, but all of that collectively still, if you will, ends up in growth. It's not like, uh, exactly. and I think sometimes people read this the wrong way. It's like, Oh, suddenly, you know, cause I, I'm always cognizant of all these. And we'll talk about one in a second, all these like thought pieces, like uh, cloud repreciation, i can't even say you know returning from the cloud um you know all that kind of i don't know i always call these like nonsense articles that that are going on and it's like i think you just have to look at this together it's like hey people are still moving to the cloud maybe not as quickly or growing as much as they want but it's still growing and people are getting smarter about how they use it and all of that is going to show up in these very large numbers as a slightly slower growth rate i don't know do, do you buy all that or is that just again me making up a fake narrative
1: well, that that's the beauty of of these nonsense stories is like you can put out a story to explain to people why it's nonsense. <laughs> um, you know, you you that's can true. say like you know cost optimization. It's in the news, but is that the real story? Right? Yeah. Um, you know, or uh, is you know cloud repatriation is that the real story? And so you 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 know you come up with like the topic, and then as you know the uh, the news, uh, you know the provider of the news, you can say, well, let's let's spend some cycles like talking about that and of course you know we're gonna read it we're gonna discuss it and it, it you know uh right or wrong at least uh you know you're producing content that um that's <laughs> try feed the content <laughs> machine that's well I mean, your, yeah.
0: the other point here i mean right or wrong i mean to some of it to, to some degree it's like what's going on is maybe less important than just like this the simple facts are like hey these companies aren't growing as quickly as people once thought. So that means it's going to result in lower valuations, which is going to result in these companies investing a little bit less, right? That's with all the layoffs. So kind of for all of us and the audience listening, it just means that like there will probably be less opportunities to go work at Microsoft, Google and AWS in the short term, right? And you are
1: doing AI, right?
0: Yeah, unless you're doing unless you're in one of the hot areas uh and there's going to be some recalibration. And also too, you're seeing all of this with AWS. We've talked about the return to office uh return to the office and things like that. So, you kind of see like it's all kind of pairing together. It's like financial results are down, putting in place kind of a a return to the office um, you know, if you will making some changes into the overall staffing. And, you know, my guess is like, there'll probably be the next year will be a lot of this. So it'd be interesting to look forward to like AWS reInvent and see if that's still the case in November, that that's still uh, what's going on. Or as Microsoft, because Microsoft had the most upbeat earnings and they put a lot of emphasis on AI. And this is where it's like, I don't know, is it really true? AI is driving a lot of this business. I mean, certainly from uh, a news or, or is and, it like, SharePoint <laughs> Yeah, I mean all of us using various versions of ChatGPT is 100% true. Like I don't know is that really actually going to um end up in more money at Microsoft. Uh, I will say though when I use ChatGPT lately it's been taking longer to respond. So yeah, somebody's something's going on there in the Microsoft servers. They're definitely running a little bit slower. They could they I, could uh I, if you will provision a few more machines to uh open AI for me, I'd appreciate that.
1: Apparently uh, apparently data centers are running at capacity. So uh yeah, the GPUs are flying off the shelves for well, not not the sorts of GPUs you and I are buying, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, a couple times recently, um, Azure has been running at full capacity. You can't rent GPUs because they're all taken up by checking up. That's right,
0: they're all taken up. Well, that brings me to the next article. I we won't spend a lot of time on this, but like, I almost feel like sometimes these these pieces from Andries and Horace they're designed just to irritate me, they're just written to just make me <laughs> mad, but yeah, so. A16Z, they spent 3,000 words um, in an article that basically says, uh, quote, this is the chat GPT uh, summary of the article. I'll read it. It says, the article suggests that companies should focus on optimizing their cloud usage to achieve cost savings rather than simply trying to repatriate their workloads to on-premises infrastructure. So. They've written these articles for years. Now they're writing an article basically saying, "Don't do that, especially if you're focused in on building AI and GPUs." As if anybody was like, <laughs> "You know what we should do, Matt? You and I are starting some type of uh, AI uh, machine learning startup. That we're let's go out and you know build two or three data centers of GPUs." Like, I just think these these articles are just stupid. I don't know I, why they're writing them. I've got a good lead them.
1: at Best Buy, and <laughs> they're they're gonna get me the you know twenty thousand GPUs that I need.
0: I don't know. I just, I don't, these articles. So I don't know. So this is again, maybe they're just writing this as clickbait. Maybe it worked cause I'm talking about it, but I just, I don't even know what they're doing. I don't even know what their agenda is. I guess is their agenda just to like, make sure that their startup companies are thinking about this, that they want to fund startups that want to build out huge data centers. It's just, to me, it's just complete nonsense. And I don't know, stupid. So, <laughs> so
1: how do you net-net. really feel? Brandon? <laughs>
0: exactly. The net net. I'd say, Kind of sad for us, I think, all of us in the short term. I think, you know, cloud is definitely declining a little bit. Uh, In the long term, though, I think the growth. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: That's the key, though. Quit saying declining. Growth is slowing.
0: Growth is slowing slightly. There's no reason to freak out and start moving all your workloads back. People are still getting a tremendous value out of the cloud. And hopefully, and hopefully people are talking to Matt, um, they can actually optimize their spend a little bit better. Cause that's still that, I would say that's still a question that comes up on a lot of the calls I have of uh, customers. like people are always interested, like what should we do to save money? That's like after they, especially once they're there. So I don't think, I don't know, Matt, you seem like you're in a good position. In fact, I keep predicting, uh, I don't know, not even predicting. I should say, I just keep wondering, like all these cloud optimization companies feel like there's going to be some flurry of, um, you know, acquiring operations. them by the large yeah. providers. It just feels like inevitable uh, that that's going to happen.
1: Well, yeah, to, to be fair, cost, the the project I work on, it's mm-hmm. just monitoring. What you do with that data is up to you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how many times I answered that question uh, at, at the OpenCost kiosk, so. So like, well, I mean, well, we'll follow. Fun. Tell me
0: more. So what, what are you saying there? So people basically say, "What do you do?" You say, "I monitor the cost," and then you're just like implying to them that like they should then go figure out
1: well h- how to do
0: it. Like, what's the like finish the sentence for me? Like, what what are you? Uh, so, what should they do with that data?
1: Okay, so so let let's say you're uh, you know coming to to uh, the Open Cost kiosk at, uh, um, KubeCon Chicago you know, uh-huh. coming up. Uh, it the first question. And, and literally I was finishing people's sentences for them. I heard it um, was like what's the difference between open cost and coop cost mm-hmm. and you know the the answer is open cost is monitoring our goal with open cost is just to be you know the most you know, authoritative monitor of your cloud spend for kubernetes that's the goal mm-hmm. right um what what do you do with monitoring data Brandon <laughs> well, well, hopefully, you act on it. If it's showing bad
0: results, you make some some changes. Yeah, to, but to but yourself. but
1: that's yeah you know, that's the host of companies that uh, you know what what you do with that data. There's a lot of things you can do with that data, mm-hmm. and so OpenCost, like, hey, we're a CNCF project. We have yeah you know, we have a very defined vision of you know we're going to gather up this data, put it in some dashboards, put it in um, you know a time series database, and uh, what do you do with that is up to you um we're that's it you know that's that is our, our all right but our the goal. implied
0: pitch though right is like well if i the want to do something is, if i want yeah. like if i want some because again i actually don't want any monitoring data like this would be the old like uh, <laughs> thing is like you i want what, actionable that, that, insights i don't want a bunch of oh, data so that's why oh, i would
1: oh wow that, I, that is that is the 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 nugget of truth in all monitoring data. Nobody wants monitoring. Yeah, data.
0: nobody wants any of this stuff. That's why they keep reinventing it. They call it observability. They're like, you don't need all that data. Just just uh, yeah. see this one thing. So so you're obviously making the case. I assume that you then would refer me to the uh, proprietary product service that you no, offer. No no no, right? I can't no? do that
1: because I'm I'm working at the open cost kiosk. Oh you won't. You'll Cavilian. just be like, like I just have to CNC. figure that out.
0: I'm just like I'm I'm just like, is there anyone else who can help me? And you're like, it's, go, it's go to the other side. Thing. of of the, the conference, there's a booth over there. Is that the kind of treatment you give them? That
1: I, I mean, they, they we were given very clear guidance, like you know, no sales pitches. So, okay. you know, I, I would answer the questions and I, I you know, I, I take my uh, perceived neutrality quite serious. So, um, you know, I, I was like, you know, hey, here, here are the vendors who embed over cost in their project and their products. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, oh, it happens to be there, and yes, I have to be wearing their t shirt. <laughs> got it, got it. <laughs> I'm okay, like, I'm like that makes sense though, but that's you know, but now the
0: thing now in your world right, I feel like and this will come up in a second, I think is like the thing that I want you to commit to, matt, uh you know on behalf of your your open source project is like you're never going to take away the free monitoring data in this case, it's the free cost of data right that's sort of like yeah. an implicit implied commitment, like you and the people behind this project are saying like we will always give you the cost monitoring data so you have it, and we're not going to like run out. And relicense that and change that. Now, numerous companies can then take the data and do other stuff with it, right? That's not breaking Absolutely. the contract, right? I mean, yeah. in fact, we expect that. But the contract is explicitly, you're not just gonna run in here and, like, oh, well, now if I want this data, I have to pay for this license. Like, that to me almost should be like for all the projects, and I'm just kind of you know, using yours as an example, is like, that seems like to be like the first page. Like, this is our commitment. Well, We're not going to I- take away this data that you like for free and do something else with it now we may offer I mean, services beyond that but it, but we're not going to do that and i think that's what people almost like i want that signed in blood by all the open source project <laughs> uh, owners
1: yeah you're not going to get that unless unless it's you know the cncf or, or uh our apache foundation i mean unless the project is held by a third party you know if, if it's still run by a company um that's always going to be uh, an option um that you know hey we're not happy with the traction or the direction uh, this open source community is going, we're going to, you know, we're going to pivot it. Um, I mean, I, I shared an article that uh, after I shared it, I, I hadn't realized it was two years old, um, but uh, I had missed, I had missed uh, uh, Grafana getting relicensed from uh, Apache to AGPL, GPL, um, which doesn't affect most usage of Grafana, but as you know, somebody who, you know, is building dashboards and, and thinking about these things. Um, you know, then, then you have to say, well, what if I wanted to do, you know, this with the product? Well, you can't, or, you know, you can, but the AGPL is just, uh, it stops a lot of adoption by certain sectors. And and so, um, and that's intentional, right? The, the intention is, you know, we want to keep control of this product and we don't want any, you know, commercial competition. Um, and so after I posted that article, I was like, you know, there really should be a, uh, uh, you know, a, a pure Apache um, competitor. And of course there is. <laughs> um, you know, uh friend, friend of the show, uh, Chris Anizek from CNC, I was like, oh, have you heard of Perseus? So, um, you know, there's there's that monitoring project or dashboard uh, pro- project, uh, which, yeah, looks fine. Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep using Grafana for for now, but uh, definitely going to keep an eye on both projects. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those things. It's like a, as a consumer of open source, you know, you kind of keep those things in the back of your head. If, you know, you can't build your product on, you can't build your product on somebody else's uh, product, you know, because, you know, Well, I think you gave out the
0: secret there, right? And I think that's, we almost need to write all this down to some like software-defined talk, you know, open source checklist. First thing is like, if you really love the project and you're going to like embed it, it's like, is it open, is it owned or licensed by a foundation, right? Is it maintained? Yeah. Because that's sort of like lesson one. And if it isn't, you need to say heavy risk, right? I mean, maybe you still do it, but like, you just got to know that going in. And then two, it's all the other things we know. It's like, how many maintainers does it have? How many people if you will heterogeneous is it or there are there people outside of a core company it's sort of like you know just an overall scorecard to like hey think about all these things before you get in um you start using this open source project and especially too if it's like oh it's a small open source project it's owned by this company everyone that works on it is at this company the community is mostly this company it's like okay like you can still do it but just know you are in like you're in a very dangerous area so you know we're some red flags buyer view exactly <laughs> red flags maybe that's what, that's a good uh post but, that we're gonna have uh chat gpt for us open source red flags and uh we're gonna have that go viral on tiktok that's that's know, gonna be our marketing strategy
1: well and bringing australia into it you know when you go to the rough beach you swim between the flags <laughs> another,
0: <laughs> another, another fantastic metaphor. So, um, all right. Well, we'll talk about this briefly. Well, speaking of open source projects, maybe uh, going a different way. There's a lot of drama, at Maria uh, Maria DB. I don't know exactly like what's true and what's false, but it sounds like that entire company is going down. But I believe MariaDB.org is is good, though, right? It's all out there. So if, I don't know, Matt. Like, if I still want to use Maria DB, am I safe? Am I? Will I? still have access to it? Like, what do you think is going to happen there?
1: Um, well, so, th- so there was an article posted uh, called MariaDB.com is dead. Long live MariaDB.org. Um, and essentially like the, the commercial company behind MariaDB, uh, which was formed as a fork of, of, of my post uh, Oracle acquisition, our post Sun slash Oracle acquisition. Um, you know, the commercial company is having some some issues. Uh you know, the, <laughs> internal fighting, you know, oh, loss definitely. of money,
0: not going public, spAC yeah. issues, like you name it. They got it all in there. Yeah,
1: you know, kicking out the kicking out the founder. Um so you know the Monty, the original MySQL author is no longer with uh, uh Maria DB, the company. Um and so you know you got uh executives, lawyering up to fire to sue each other. So assuming everything in here is uh uh on the up and up it, it says uh yeah you know, mariadb.com probably not doing so well but mariadb.org is fine you know the open source project um is you know still carried by uh all the linux distros they're all um happy to to continue to ship the software cuz it's it's healthy open source project um you know somebody will probably launch you know uh, what's, I don't know the name of all of Monty's children, but Maria DB <laughs> was named after his daughter. Oh, so, so it'll be another. So, 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 you know, maybe the next one is the son, you know, uh, Lex, you know, beginning LexDB and, uh, it'll, you know, fork so they can do another consulting company around it. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, uh, you know, it is what it is.
0: All right. Well, listen, all you Mar- DB users out there, you should probably take stock of what you're using. And, uh, you know, and be be careful, I guess. Be careful out there, as they say. So, all right, Matt. Well, we had to make this one a quick one uh, this week, and you know, we had some scheduling difficulties on our side. We will get back to a more regular cadence, um, hopefully pretty soon. At least that's our goal. We'll see if we actually... Uh Do it. Uh, Now, in the interim, I have uh, got a chance to send out a bunch of stickers. I sent stickers to uh, Andrew in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. He says uh, they're actually a software-defined talk household, uh, and he uh, told me that his wife is definitely only there for Cote's stream of consciousness humor. So that's fine. We don't care why you listen. If that's what uh, brings you in, especially the, the tech talk's not what you want, please listen. I also sent some stickers to John in Georgia. On the conference front, we just have one we to recommend this week. We have our friends. Uh, it's DevOps Days Austin. It's May 4th and 5th, so this will probably come out right as the conference is wrapping up. But hopefully everyone had a good DevOps Days Austin and is in enjoying Austin. It's not too hot, so it's a good time to be here. It's always you know, one of the best conferences of the year, if I can say that myself. And Matt, having said all of that, what is your recommendation this week?
1: Um, well, yeah, besides the obvious recommendations for airport hotels, uh, <laughs> my recommendation this week is, uh, the O'Reilly book Prometheus up and running second edition. Uh, so while at KubeCon, uh, you know, working over in the, the project pavilion, I, I wandered over to the Prometheus, um, you know, during a, a slight lull, I wandered over to the Pr- Prometheus kiosk and I, uh, I was trying to determine whether I should spring for the new Prometheus book. Uh-huh. Um, so I I, I you know, I said, Hey, uh, does anybody know anything about this uh Prometheus Up and Coming book? Um, you know, there's a second edition. I'm kinda cheap. Uh is it is it, you know, is it worth uh you know, and the Australia it's not gonna get to Australia for like six more weeks. The book's out in America. you know, I don't want to wait. Should I just buy the first one or, or what? And the guy, you know, sitting there, uh he'd been like looking at his laptop. He slowly raises his eyes and is like, Well, as the author, I think you should get the new book. <laughs> really, really, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um and you know, and I was, <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, I I know rudimentary Prometheus, but I want to get better at it, and you know, and so I kind of, you know, I I told him that he's like, look, uh, I don't, you know, you I mean, know, you have here. to buy it at that point, Matt. You can't just well, tell well, the author. I was like, I was mean, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, He's like, here, put your name on this list. He hands me a sheet of like email addresses. He sent me the book. So like, Frank, apparently, he didn't, like, he, like yeah. what?
0: see, this is why I mean, this is why there's no money in open source <laughs> or books or anything. It's like that. <laughs> we need to send him money. We need to find his uh, or if nothing else, Matt, you need to get a link as link already in here. We need to get a link and promote it. And make sure that they get uh, someone needs to buy it. That's unfair. We need to support all these authors. Can't believe you, uh, you just took, I, the, I took the
1: free book. I was expecting like a you know a, a you know fifteen percent off coupon or something, yeah. and he's just like you know, here's the book. Um, so uh, thank you, thank you very much, um, you know I, I, Julian for for letting me uh, get a copy of the book for free. Um, I'm I'm a few chapters into it. I'm enjoying the read. Uh, you know I, I highly recommend it, and uh, everyone should should go get themselves a copy of Prometheus up and running. Second edition.
0: All right, we'll put a link into that, and you know, we get like a discount code or something. Maybe we can uh, promote that as well. Since uh, since we're easily bought, you give us a free book, we'll we'll promote sure, or give Matt a free book at least. Uh, we'll, we'll promote it. And actually, <laughs> Matt, I'm counting on you to read it and summarize it. You can summarize it through Chat GPT for me. And that would be perfect.
1: <laughs> I think the title says it all. All right. Good.
0: All right. Well, my recommendation is sort of like a, I don't know, it's half recommendation. It's half like warning. So, all right. We've been, I've talked about YouTube TV, which generally I like. And of course, YouTube TV has taken over the NFL Sunday ticket. So now I'm down to like four other people listening to this podcast care, but here's a little tip. They have come out and they're selling uh, the discounted subscription. So if you get it before June 6th, but here's the catch. There's always a catch, Matt. They have now announced that they're only going to let you stream two additional games. So the old NFL Sunday ticket is just as many games as you could possibly watch at once in your house. They would let you do it. Somehow YouTube TV has made, I don't know, just the worst decision of all time. Now, what they've done to compound that is they say you can also get this special channel called the Red Zone Channel. So they basically want to sell you this bundle. But they don't tell you that that is going to count as one of your streams. Now, to make it more confusing, YouTube sells another package that has that stream in it for free. So this is what you want to do. You buy the NFL Sunday ticket. Don't buy the one with the red zone. Just buy the Sunday ticket. Then you buy the other package with the red zone, and you can get three streams at once. So you can watch all your NFL football. And I must say, I'm just tremendously disappointed in YouTube TV. They have just taken something. It's kind of like we were talking about before. They have taken something that was hard to use with direct tv but it gave you everything you wanted right it's sort of like an open source project yeah. maybe it's hard to use but i got everything i wanted but uh, i'm even going to call it out look uh, the vice president of product management i think his name is uh, chris uh Oslian, right comes out he has this long blog post about all these things that don't matter how they're going to offer like advertising in an nfl sunday ticket but like you know what people want when they want to buy the nfl sunday ticket they want to watch as much Football is humanly possible. That's what we're trying to do. And what has YouTube done? They've come out and limited it immediately. So massively disappointed in them. I think there'll be a ton of backlash. Hopefully they'll come around to it and, you know, offer some better package. But until then, if you are looking to buy it, I highly recommend it because they don't make it obvious you're basically going to have to pay twice to get what you want, which is fine. I'm happy to give them more money, um, but they make it really complicated to do it. So YouTube, you need to do much better. Very disappointed. Me, uh, as I become a, a YouTube household, as everyone in my household is watching some version of YouTube, uh, we need you to do better. So Chris Oslian, get it done. F- figure it out. Get it down. And you're we happy to come to on the better. show, and I will talk to you at at length about why all the mistakes you're making. So uh, don't, don't take the bait. That's right. <laughs> So that said, uh, as always, if you would like a sticker... Um, please send your postal address to stickers at softwaredefinedtalk.com. It's summertime, so it's best to get them to put on, you know, I don't know, tumblers, uh, things you take to the pool that you're going to lose, you know, just bikes, whatever. And, of course, laptops. So if you need extra stickers, I have enjoyed emailing or rather postal mailing uh, stickers all around the world for all kinds of reasons. People tell me all the time they're doing something unique with them, and I love it. So uh, send in um, more requests. I'll be happy to send you stickers. And with that, we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. All right. Well, this is what uh, everyone needs to do. Then everyone in the YouTube and in the comments of this, you can say, uh, if you're team Matt, that means you're team 6. AM. And, uh, if you're team Kote means you're uh team 10 PM. Um, and then I have the easy slide just cause I'm, I guess in comparison to both of you, I'm kind of in the middle, middle of the, the sundial at least for this. So anyway, we hope Kote is okay. I'm sure he, he'll uh, be back soon enough. Um, or he'll come in with some type of uh excuse. That'll be exciting an exciting story for us next time. All right, Matt. Well, we're just going with ourselves today then. We the stream <laughs> the stream didn't work. Wow. So. Bold move.